Well, good morning. My name is Stuart Emenheiser. I serve as one of the elders here at Southridge, as well as uh, working in Upstreet with our elementary school children. So it's funny, as I was preparing for today, you know, I do a fair amount of public speaking in my day job, but, but most of the time I'm used to a kind of a live studio audience, not just kind of a skeleton production crew. So um, we're looking forward to seeing you all face to face as safely and efficiently as we can in the near future. Um, and I was thinking also as we continue to do this online experience that the things that we took for granted just a couple of months ago um, that we don't anymore, right? Maybe for you it's having lunch or a cup of coffee with a friend out at a restaurant. Um, maybe others of you, you miss toilet paper. You haven't seen that in a while. Um, while we were good on that, we, uh, the thing for me was my barber. Um, I was really in need of a haircut. And the longer and more kind of out of control my hair got, the less I cared about shaving and trimming my beard. So um, thankfully, a couple of days ago, I was able to, right about the time I was starting to look like uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway, um, I was able to trim the beard and get the haircut and be presentable for today. So um, if you're not happy with my appearance, I don't know what to tell you. This is as good as it's going to get. So this week, we're starting a new series called God Never Said That. And what we're going to be doing is talking about some sayings that um, we've heard a lot, culturally believed. We don't really think twice about them, but when we lift up the hood and look underneath today, we'll find out that God actually never said those things. So um, one of the phrases today is, it doesn't matter what I believe. Well, you've probably said this before. I know you've heard it. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere in your thoughts with God doesn't matter what you believe as long as, you know, go to church as often as you can. Doesn't matter what I believe as long as I'm a good person and good things happen to good people. You've heard it. You've said it probably. And it sounds good, right? Our God is so big and so loving that it doesn't really matter what I believe. We'll probably be okay in this life and the next. So, uh, Being a good person is important to you. That's not the whole story. But perhaps you've been at a funeral and you've heard someone speaking and said, so-and-so is in a better place because they were a good person. Or they're looking down on us right now because they lived a good life. But what we're going to find out is that God actually never said that. Um, People also say, though, that all roads lead to God and that any road will take you there and it doesn't really matter. So, I was talking to someone just a couple of years ago about a relationship with Jesus. And one of the things he was struggling with was how an all-loving God could send a good person like him to hell. And if he did, then that's not a God that he wanted to have a relationship with. And I think we as people struggle with two things. The more I had time to process this, number one is we have trouble accepting things that aren't logical. Right? It doesn't seem logical that a good person would go to hell. And so it's easy for us in our brains to just reject something that we can't make sense logically. The second thing is control. Um, you know, I laugh because I'm a control freak. We try to control everything in our lives. We try to control relationships. We try to control what our kids wear. We control what we're going to eat for dinner or what time we leave for work. But this idea that we could be a good person and help others and maybe not get into heaven, we can't control that, and that scares us. So 
Um, here's an interesting observation, and I think that you'll agree with me and correct me if I'm wrong. So many times you'll hear someone on Facebook, maybe on the news or on Instagram, they'll say something like, I'm sending my thoughts and prayers or thoughts and prayers with you. Or I'm praying for you. Maybe they'll encourage you in your faith, but they'll never tell you who they're actually praying to or what they're encouraging you and what type of faith that is. There's usually no drama when these things are brought up, right? Yet the name of Jesus, when that's brought up, that's where the drama comes in. And the reason is because Jesus claimed to be the only way to have a relationship with God. And in fact, in verse 14, 6 of John, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Forgiveness, Jesus. Truth, Jesus. Clean slate, Jesus. Blessing, Jesus. Heaven, Jesus. This is a claim that sets Jesus apart from other religious leaders. Not only was it an exclusive claim, but it was one that he carried out through his own death and resurrection on the cross. Let's, let's take a couple minutes. Let's just look at a couple of high points of some other religions so we have an understanding what people believe. Um, Buddhism has no God. It's about being reborn over and over and over again. Hinduism has an impersonal God that is approached through other deities. Karma is something that's practiced in both of these religions. Islam, they have a personal God, but your standing with that God depends on your devotion to him at any time. Christianity is the only option that provides us forgiveness of sins because God died in our place. So when someone says it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere, an objective person would say God never said that. So before we go any further, let me tell you what I'm not asking you to do today. I'm not asking you to make Southridge Church your home. I'm not asking you to join a denomination today. And I'm not asking you surely to believe everything that Christians are believing. Uh, in fact, personally, I believe that one of the biggest problems with Christianity today are the Christians. And maybe you'll laugh at that, but I'm a sinful person. I screw up. I'm jealous, I'm envious, I'm selfish, um, I lie, and, and I'm sinful. And perhaps you've walked away from your faith or maybe you're exploring what Christianity means for the first time. And if you're doing that today, I would encourage you to look at the ministry of Jesus because if you base it solely on another human being, you're going to be disappointed at some point. So today as we consider the ministry of Jesus, um, the story starts in Mark 2:16, and it says, "When the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, "Why does he eat with such scum?" Hmm. It's a harsh statement. Well, the religious leaders did everything they could do to keep themselves ceremonially clean and free from overt sin or even the appearance of sin. Now, the religious leaders were praying for the Messiah. This was to be a king from David's line that was to make Israel powerful again. Now, no Messiah, let alone a traveling preacher, would be caught dead with these rebellious types, people who just couldn't seem to get it right. It continues in verse 17. When Jesus heard this, he told them 
Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have not come to call those who think they are religious, but those who know they are sinners. Jesus was clear. He came for sinners. He came, came for those who keep seem to missing the mark. Jesus came for us. This is the heart of our church. Our church is for anyone, especially for people who can't get it right. Because we believe that if you come as you are, Jesus will heal you. Secondly, I'd like you to consider the power of Jesus as we look at the things he did to complement his ministry. You know, he turned water into wine. He fed 5,000 people with a boy's lunch. Uh, He healed the sick, blind, paralyzed. Um, He raised people from the dead. And, you know, a a lot of people will say to me, Stu, um, that's so convenient. You've got this book with all these wonderful miracles, um, so amazing, tied up 2,000 years ago, and we're just supposed to believe that that's the truth. You know, why can't we see a miracle today? And perhaps you're watching and you've seen and witnessed a miracle of Jesus and God's power in your life. You know, a story that comes to mind for me um, was about my mom. And in the late 1980s, when I was growing up, uh, up on Long Island in New York, my wife had a business, excuse me, my mom had a business meeting out on the eastern end of Long Island. And that was about an hour and a half drive one way. So as she's sitting in this meeting, she looks out the window and sees snow flurries starting. But the meeting went on for about another hour. And by the time she got out, it was blizzard-like conditions. And as she's traversing these back roads trying to find the expressway, everything is just covered, whiteout conditions. Um, the, The street signs are covered. She can't see where she's going. So she decides to get off at the next exit, find a hotel, and make it home the next day. Well, she turns off at the exit too soon and slides down into a ditch. And imagine in the late 80s, there's no cell phones, no GPS. Alone as a woman sitting in this ditch of a, in her car, wondering, is she going to freeze to death? Is she going to know where she's going? How is she going to get help as the roads are abandoned? And about two or three minutes later, a pickup truck pulls up, pulls over. He gets out. He assesses the situation and says, I can pull you out. She says, put the car in neutral. He hooks her up pulls the car up to the side of the road. The car's drivable. She's going to be able to get away. And she's talking to this man standing outside of her car, talking over her driver's side door. And she reaches into her car to pull out her purse to give this man some money to thank him. And in the span of about three seconds, when she picks her head up, he's gone. And the truck is gone and there's no trace of him. Now, my mom is convinced today that that was an angel that was sent to save her from that situation. And I can't tell you why God chose to show up in that scenario, in that situation that day, but I believe the power of Jesus is just as real today as it was 2,000 years ago. The power of Jesus, it changes situations and it changes lives. No one is ever the same again when they experience the power of Jesus. You know, the greatest miracle that any of us could experience is from going from spiritual death to spiritual life. It's when God saves you in spite of you. As you seek forgiveness because of what Jesus has done for you, God is faithful to forgive you. We see his power in each person who decides to follow him.
Notice what a church persecutor turned church planter Paul had to say about this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. He said, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. I'm a new me. You're a new you. We are made different. I'm not a better, older version of me. I'm a new me and same with you. The old is gone and the new has come. And this is what happens when we meet Jesus's power. Finally, I'd like you to consider the resurrection of Jesus. Please understand that God hates sin, but he loves you. And have you ever thought about why Jesus was born of a virgin? And that's so that he wouldn't inherit the sinful nature of an earthly father. And that's why we believe Jesus lived a sinless life. He lived a perfect life and was able to go to the cross and be sin for us as he died there. And on the cross, when creation was mocking him, when he was beaten beyond recognition and they hung him on an instrument of torture, listen to what Jesus said to his Father in heaven. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Now you have to remember at this time, right as Jesus died, there was a massive earthquake. There was darkness and storm clouds. It was quite a dramatic event as all this was unfolding. And notice the impact this had on a Roman officer who grew up believing in appeasing the Roman gods with acts of goodwill to earn fortune. And he taught other soldiers how to cope and deal with fear. And he said in Matthew 27, 54, the Roman officer and other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man truly was the son of God. This was no ordinary execution. See, no one was saying the things Jesus was saying on the cross. This was no ordinary power, the earthquake, the darkness. It was extraordinary. And this was no ordinary confession. If a battle-hardened Roman officer was saying these things, there was something different about Jesus' death. Now, you have to understand that Jesus' death was met with skepticism. Right? There's a lot of excuses and a lot of things that were talked about. Um, some people say the Romans stole the body. Well, this doesn't make any sense because Pilate would not have allowed for a rebellion by the Jews. Other people say, well, that's fine. Maybe the Jews stole the body to show and pretend that he had actually risen from the dead. Well, what you have to understand is that Roman soldiers were trained to follow orders and they were Uh, stood guard at that tomb to protect that body. And if they let some fishermen, tax collectors, and other women take Jesus' body, they surely would have been put to death. There is no way that would have happened. Some people say, well, maybe Jesus never really died, right? I don't know if anyone could uh, actually explain that or support that with a straight face. Um, Even one of Jesus' followers, Thomas, doubted that Jesus could have survived that, right? The Romans, one of the things they did well was execution. They were batting a perfect thousand, right? How many people had they executed and crucified before Jesus? How many more came after him? There was no way that Jesus survived that. Notice what Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends who was leading the movement said in Acts 3.15. He said, you killed the author of life 
but God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of this fact. Peter is clear that he, along with over 500 people, saw a risen Jesus. Paul later stated, 500 people experienced a risen Jesus. And remember Thomas, doubting Thomas, who went to India to share the ministry of Jesus? When asked to renounce his faith, he said, I will never renounce my Savior. And Thomas died in India. So in conclusion, I believe in the ministry, the power, and the resurrection of Jesus. I attend a church full of people who believe that. And although we are not eyewitnesses to a risen Jesus, we are witnesses to the power of Jesus in our lives today. You want to be made right with God? Paul says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. The message which we call the gospel is Jesus plus nothing. Not Jesus plus baptism, not Jesus plus church membership, Jesus plus giving money, or Jesus plus good works. It's just Jesus. In Christ alone, we are forgiven, and our relationship with God is restored. See, religion is about me. Religion is about you. It's about performance. The gospel is about relationship. So I'd like to invite you uh, to have a conversation with one of our service hosts. If you're exploring what it means to have a relationship with Christ for the first time, or maybe circling back to explore your faith again, send them a message and they'll talk with you one-on-one about what that would look like. Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful to be in your presence. And though we're doing this remotely, the Bible says that where two or three are gathered, you are in that place. And we thank you for your presence this morning, for being here with us. We just ask that anyone who is seeking a relationship with you, that you will make it abundantly clear that you are here and that you love them and that they will feel your presence. Help us all to honor you day by day and continue to share the message of the wonderful blessing of Christ and what that means for us to live in eternity with you. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.